Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freer versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Yes, welcome back to Dylan Friends. Very exciting episode this week with none other than one of the, uh, what did you say, the, the Justin Bieber of AFL as Nick Butler would um, put it, Christian Petrarca, Christian Petrarca. Now, for those of you that are new to the podcast and don't know who Christian Petrarca is, he is an AFL player. He plays for the Melbourne Demons. He's a premiership player. He's a four-time All-Australian. He's played multiple games, kicked multiple goals. I don't have the stats in front of me, but he's done a great job. You know what? I'm pretty sure he's even won a BNF or two. If he hasn't, he will by the end of it. He's a great guy. He is uh, an early pick in the draft, um, did his knee early in his career. I've had him on the podcast before. This is the second chat that we've had. And yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting to catch up with him. The last time we spoke to him was in 2020. As I said before, he hadn't won the flag. He hadn't won the uh, All-Australians, the BNS. All those things hadn't happened. He wasn't engaged. He hadn't started his cooking channel, which has absolutely blown up. And he hadn't built probably the brand that he's got now outside of AFL, which is a lot that we talk about today. Definitely one of the most interesting players in the AFL and what he's doing and as a personality off the field too. So yeah, really interesting chat if you're into building a brand um, and you know want to learn more about sort of what he's done in that process and where he thinks it's going and what he wants to do post footy and all those bits and pieces. I definitely, uh, definitely reckon you'll like this episode, but thank you so much. Hey, if you know a Melbourne supporter or anyone that just likes track, please send this episode um, onto someone like it genuinely helps more than you know share the episode on your stories email it to your nan um, or even you know print off the lyrics and send it in a letter to someone uh, i hope you enjoy this episode hi fam it's dylan's mum deborah this is dylan friends it's about time i sat down with my son and yeah. had a decent <laughs> chat. this is Sometimes. gonna be right they don't actually know who i am but when they watch me play football i don't think many people do like me a tribute band queen so they played two songs for pre-game. us pre-game pre-game <laughs> anyway what's so real dill i looked down and there's this shark biting my left leg joe and i turned around and it was kobe no one misses eight weeks of footy with a jarred knee <laughs> and i'm like Scott, no friends, Scott, no friends. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> I cannot miss this opportunity to get on the Dill and Friends podcast. Trackman, how are you, bro? Good, brother. You going well? Good to see you, man. You too. You're looking good. I'm feeling good. Is my chair higher than... Maybe I'm not. I'm slouched over. Have I grown? You've grown a little bit. Um, six one? Man, you look... I felt your back before. It's pretty strong. <laughs> You've been on the back. I've been in the back weight room broken. a bit too. Pardon? I've been in the strong room a bit. Love that. What exercises? I do three, try and do three times a week. I do a push. So just everything push, like bench press, 
few other things. Bench and then press. Pull. So like, you know, anything pulling. Love that. Like those things. Like and then I do a leg day. Love that. Leg day, man. Now, so I, uh, important, I've bro. got a bone to pick with you. Yeah. You always comment on Instagram saying, if you don't squat, I got to unfollow you. Yeah. I don't squat. You don't squat? Trap bar, deadlift. Well, as long as you leg weight. I was going to say, well, you, have, you... you have a... I'll, I'll, I'll clarify ass. that. I've got a great ass. I'll... I'll clarify that on social media. I apologize, but you have very strong um, trunk. <laughs> You're quite strong in the glute well, glutes. It comes from my dad. Dad was a national. This is bizarre. Dad was a national swimmer growing up. Swimmer, swimmer, which is weird for an Italian man. Yeah. And mum was a marathon runner, and I have two older brothers, and we all got dad's genes. Not one has an endurance bone in their body. Really? So, yeah, there's. Um, so, on that. <laughs> Is your, like, when you actually talk about your strength, though, because I think we were talking about this nearly last time, you don't do much weights, do you? Because you get sort of... Uh, I don't do much, like, lifting. Yeah. Um, I do more, like, explosive power work. So, um, you know, trap bar, deadlift stuff, it's very low reps, five sets of three, but it's about pushing or pulling the bar as quick as possible. Yeah. So I'll never, like, extend to my max range with, like, even, like, bench press. Like, I won't do a ridiculous weight. Yeah. But I'll be all about pushing and pulling the bar as, as quickly as possible and moving the bar as quick as possible. Yeah. Um, our Tommy Turner, our high performance guy, he's from Ireland. He's amazing. So a lot of the stuff is on explosiveness, working on my strengths, which has been great. Have you found that like you can change that so quickly, like with what you've been doing? Because even like I know this sounds very stupid. I don't want to talk about me squatting the whole episode, but <laughs> I'm getting back into my running, and I've already found from like literally doing squats for like a month. You're a nice ass. I don't have a nice ass, but I just. I don't know if it's like placebo or not, but I just feel so much stronger in my body. Well, yeah, because you're doing squats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, man. That's a, good, that's a really good point. Um, that was being a smart ass. Um, no, I agree with you. I definitely think I noticed a direct correlation between um, like an exercise I'm doing for a long period of time and how much it transitions into footy or um, into life. Like I've been doing Pilates for a year or so now. Yeah. And I reckon the first four or five weeks... You don't really notice an impact or a difference. But then once you start to get into your routine and start to build a habit around it, I reckon that's when you start to um, you start to see the signs and the positives out of it, Yeah, I reckon. Well, this is the, you know, is it sort of a loaded question, but basically I, we'll talk a lot about a lot of things today, but I think two things that I love about you the most is one is holistically your content. And like, I feel like I just watch what you do. I love that insight into seeing what elite athletes do. And I don't know why no one else is really doing what that, the way that you do it at the moment. But a part of that has been the training in the off seasons with like the Red Bull camps, all those bits and pieces. And it's so interesting because the exercise that you might be learning when you go and doing these things and working with all these people, they're so different to what you'd be doing at the club, no? Like, do you bring back exercises um, and do them yourselves or? Not not really, to be honest. I think Australian high performance is, is honestly the best in the world. Like yeah. we are amazing. We are so up to date. Um, so ahead of our time in terms of overseas stuff. I think I'll touch on the Red Bull camp. Like the thing I love about it the most is the fact that, you know, with part of footy clubs, there's 43 boys or 44 boys to three physios, one gym coach, strength conditioning coach. So you don't get the undivided attention that you desperately crave. Mm. So I think that's why when I go over there, I have a little trip before it with, with my fiance um, for three or four weeks. And that's kind of where I start my transition to back into pre-season and off-season is that Red Bull camp where I have seven days to kind of, where they kind of check up on my body, check every little part of me, what's going on, and probably pick up things that, um, I guess, 
and I'm not trying to pot the, the physios here, but because yep. they've got so many other people to work on. 44 other players. Well, it's it's yeah. hard. It's hard. And soft cap as well with COVID has actually affected that. So me having the luxury of going over to Red Bull mm -hmm. is amazing. The ability to see and work on things that, you know, the physios might have missed, um, you know, like a lot of feet stuff and a lot of explosive power stuff. But also, I don't... Um, I always keep the club in the loop too. So yeah. I always tell them, I'm going over here. We always have a Zoom call with the high performance from there and Red Bull talking about what we can work on, um, what are the strengths they want to see out of me um, and what we're working on from the footy club. Um, so it's always very transparent. It's not, I'll just go over by myself and just do it. Um, but it's uh, it's so much fun. I absolutely love it. And training with Travis Boak, who so cool. like 19 seasons in the game, 346 games, like only really speaks for itself. It's, it's pretty amazing the way he prepares and, and trains his body. What have you got out of training with him and just meeting him as a person? Like, I'd love to sit down with him one day and it's, it is in the works to purely get him on, but I'd just love to just pick his brain on things. I think the biggest thing, he goes by a motto, like, I'm human first. Yeah. And I just think that resonates with him so well. Like, he's such an amazing, gorgeous man. He's very, very, he's good, very, looking, very good looking man. Yeah. 35, very good looking man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is he married? No, mm. no. Single okay. man too. Yeah, I had to pull Bell away a little bit. It was a bit... Wow. Yeah. Well, that... Yeah. <laughs> I'm really joking. Yeah, no, no. Um, don't, I won't tell I had Bell to pull me away, to be honest. Yeah, um, he is handsome. <laughs> he's just he's just an incredible person. Like, to be... Like, I'm already sometimes struggling with it now. Like, I'm 10 seasons in and yeah. the motivational levels. Like, you have to constantly bring in fresh new ideas. For him to be 19 seasons in... But I feel like for him, it's his off. If it's his balance away from the game, and he's able to switch off, do other things, find passions away from the game. Like he's off. I think he's off five or six off golf. Um, he loves spending time with his family. Like his brother-in-law came with him for the whole four weeks. Absolutely. Then after my trip, he went overseas, went to LA, trained with Horn Francis. Like he's just incredible at giving back to the younger guys, and he's just a special, special human. Yeah, I love what he's been doing off field, and I love that. Like what you guys, when you go away, and especially the documentation of it too and all that sort of stuff, I feel like between you and him really pushing forward that escapade at the moment of like Whoa. content. Is escapade the right word? <laughs> yeah, run with it. I, I reckon. That, just that, that content. It. Don't worry about that. What I think <laughs> though I would do, right, if I was you, and I wanted to talk about this like for so long with people, and I think you're the one that would be perfect to do. Like with your content, how do you get that up? And like, is there a strategy around it? Do you have someone helping you with it? Because what annoys me now, and I, I was almost, you know, speaking to Sam Walsh about this um, the other week and also like Cripper's one that I've really wanted them to do this. And it's like anyone that's on good money um, in AFL and like, you know, let's be honest, like it's great money to be an athlete if you're at the top of your game, which you sort of three are leading plays in the competition. I just think like why these other guys, you know, unless they don't want that lifestyle, which I can totally understand, but why you wouldn't invest in hiring your own videographer that follows you around, shoots your content, gives you an insight into what you do. Like people will make that money back in tenfold once they grow their profiles, be able to monetize things, and also just have awesome content about their life and what they do. Yeah, it's it's been absolutely insane. Like my, I'll touch on a little bit probably from the athlete side of you. Like initially when I started this content stuff with Bella. Yes. Wait, so to give context, sorry, you since go, we sorry. caught up last in 2020, yes. just to, to give context to okay, people, go. you had, well, I remember in that conversation, we we're talking about you were just posting photos of sneakers and stuff. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. So there was no on track, there was no video <laughs> no. content, there was no training content, there was no collaboration post with Melbourne, there was nothing like that. Um, I wish we took a screenshot of like the follow account, which would still been around the 50,000 or something like that. Yep. Now it's at what? Uh, which which Your, account? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, well, the... 
The cookie one's at hundred. The cookie one's fucked. One hundred and seventy-three thousand. One hundred and seventy-three thousand. And uh, the on track. The my one's at one fifty-ish, and TikTok's at like two fifty. So it's um, it's actually I'm How gonna cool swear. I'm gonna though? swear, but it's actually fucked. Like, it's amazing <laughs> to like go back and we like you said you were gonna do it then, and it's just so cool to see what's happened. It's it's really it's really funny the transition I've gone through from starting it to to where i am now yeah. i think initially when bella my fiance proposed the idea hey why don't we i think bella's the secret behind the sole reason she's the recipe here she's the salt and pepper she's everything she's the lamb shank <laughs> <laughs> wait what i don't know just go with she's, it she's yeah. everything she, she's a beautiful girl thank you i know her well sort of how? Just from just, just meeting just... her with you. I just love it. I feel like we have a good connection. <laughs> look at us, huh? Oh, look at us. Uh, sorry, man. Bella. Anyway, so, sorry. yeah. So, um, she, what did she say? She goes, oh, she's like, amazing. Yeah. Like, she's a lawyer by trade. It's not even lawyer, her realm. She's a full-time lawyer. Yeah. Um, works at a mid to top tier law firm in IT, innovation and tech. Mm, um, very, very smart girl. Um, so, initially, she started it and she kind of said, I reckon we should, we should do this. You're really passionate in cooking. I think we should start something. Maybe your brands want to be on TikTok um, because that's the platform that's kind of trending in the right direction. TikTok, Instagram's slowly dying. Mm-hmm. Probably four or five years ago, like Instagram wasn't doing reels. TikTok was, was really leading that charge in that way. So, we started a TikTok around cooking and the first few videos just, just blew up. <clears throat> so, and then from there, it's just kind of like, a transition to period into now, like the last two years has just gone absolutely berserk and it's been so much fun. Like I'm absolutely loving it. And yeah, as I said, Bella is the sole reason why this is happening. She produces, edits, cuts, videos me while I'm cooking, um, reads all the contracts with the paid partnerships that we mm. do too. So she's absolutely incredible. And we will probably eventually have someone um, come in and help us with that content, as you said. But I think for me, from an athlete's point of view, like I'm always conscious of what I eat uh, and my training standards and the habits and routines around days off and stuff. Um, so the biggest thing for me was producing that content and showing audience, this is what I do. And that healthy eating doesn't have to be boring. Mm-hmm. And I'm very passionate about cooking. I absolutely love it. I do it every day. Um, but it's just been, it's been so much fun. Like I'm really enjoying the content. Um, and I guess for me early on in my career, I never had, never had the, the knowledge or the edu- education yeah. around food and around routines or habits. With the last four or five years, I've really seen a direct correlation to what I've invested in myself from um, a nutritional point of view, but then also from a recovery and everything has actually directly correlated into my performance. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's been really good fun. Do you know what I love about, um, there's so many things I love about what you said, but one thing that I think goes unnoticed that people might not know, and I, I wonder if you agree with this, is like content, especially to a public platform, is is incredible, right? Builds community it's really cool to show what you're doing and it's authentic, right? Like everything you're doing, you do anyway. But the best thing about content and why I love doing the pod and all this stuff is it keeps me so accountable. Like, you know what it's like? If you're not filming something, yeah. like you don't have to do it, but like you have to do it. Some, like sometimes you're probably like, oh, fuck, let's do Uber Eats tonight. It's like, but no, let's film some more content. We've got the community that love what we're doing. It keeps you accountable to what you actually have to do. It's, you're 100% right. And I don't see that from a pressure point of view. Like yeah. I don't see I have to you know, go and do all this, this, and this from an individual point of view, or we have to win this. Like for me, I see it as like, it holds me to a standard yeah. that I have to achieve every year, um, which ex- it actually sees more as an excitement rather than a 100%. pressure. Like I love the fact that, you know, 
I, I love the fact that I get to go out and train. Like, this is my job. I get paid to kick a footy. Like, when you break it down, it's a bloody pretty good job. Yeah, it's a great job. So everything around it is actually comes quite natural and easy. Like, yeah. I cook every night, so I may as well record it. Or on my days off, I go and do those things. So I love I loved doing that. And I love showing the audience, this is what I do, and this is what a professional athlete, um, how he recovers and how he prepares and trains for games. And Early on, early on when I started posting all the TikToks and stuff, I was like, oh, this is a bit cringe. Mm. Like, you would have probably felt it too. Like, when you start to post, nah, post stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just that vulnerability. Like, I think early on when I started posting this stuff, I, I just found it really, like, cringe. I was like, yeah. oh, what am I doing? Footy, you know what footy clubs are like. Oh, what do you think you're doing, mate? But now, over the last two years, I think the content's gone a lot better. Um, you got to start somewhere, man. You have to start somewhere. And you have to, like... This is the, you know, I feel sometimes a bit repetitive when we talk about this stuff, but it is so common. It's such a common story of like, you start something, you're embarrassed by it. It's like, if you didn't, if you're not embarrassed by it when you started, you started too late. Yep. So like, get the fuck over it. No one gives a fuck no one what you do, man. No one actually gives no a fuck. No one fucking it. cares. And I think that that's one of me, my one message this year, I'll probably say it every episode, in the nicest way possible, no one fucking cares what you do. It's all how you perceive it in yep. yourself. So. If you're going to think like, oh, I'm an idiot for doing this, you probably will be an idiot for doing it. Yep. If you just back yourself in and say, fuck this, I'm going to do it, people get out of your way. Shit, They bro. get out of your way, man. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy crap. Thanks, man. That's respect right there. <laughs> Thank you. No, but it's so true. And until you just get the reps on the board and you start improving your content or improving your business, whatever you're doing, people love it. Holy shit. And now people on the back are like, probably message you teammates or uh, opposition players on the field probably come and say, mate, I saw that recipe. It was awesome. Yeah. It's it's very funny. I had a, I won't go into details, but I had a player come Dude. up to me. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, nah, I don't want go to. Go into nah, details. Nah, Who was it? No, initially, early on, I copped a lot of shit for it. Yeah. Um. So it's nice to kind of say to opposition players like, about TikTok and stuff. Mate, and I saw what, what was on I messaged you about the other day. It was in the slow cooker. You cook like the dumplings or something. The slow cooker dumplings. Yeah, you like that? they looked really good. But now teammates are uh, starting to cook my stuff. They send me photos. I know opposition players send me photos too, which is really nice. Like it's actually really. <laughs> I sometimes go, "What the hell have I created? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is really, great. really special." And you know, I think that's fantastic. It's no, beautiful. Thank you, man. I Can really I appreciate ask it. with your not taking anything away from footy? Because I know that's your number one thing and. Do you now look at yourself with the stuff you've been able to build off the field and go like, okay, well, footy is one thing of what I do, but now I've got, you know, this side of my life too, which you can, honestly, like this could be a, a just a direct pathway out of AFL for you that keeps it sustainable for life and build something pretty cool as well. Yeah. yeah do you think de about that? Def definitely. Like I always want to keep my main thing, my main thing. Yeah. So football will always be my number one priority, but the best thing that I feel like I'm creating is a health and wellness brand. type brand. Yeah. And for me, it only it correlates and it coincides with football. So what I'm creating away from the game with my brand and my image is just actually helping my footy. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. So everything that we do, a lot of people ask us, how do you have the time to film? And how do we, you know, how do you have the time to do all this? Well, well I do it anyway, because yeah. this is what I have to do to, to, to perform each week. So that's why I like to show that um, to my audience that, this is what I do from a health and wellness point of view. This is how I recover. This is the routines I've created. And I think early on in my career, as I said before, but mm. I never had those routines down pat. I never had the habits. I didn't know what it was like to be a 24-7 athlete. Yeah. When now I, I see those benefits on game day of all the work that I do from Monday to Friday. And it's, 
I feel like as you get older as well, like I've started to appreciate my job more and more and I just absolutely love it. Like it's just so much fun. Like I love coming in each day, seeing all the boys, talking absolute crap, taking the piss out of each other, mm. but then also working really hard. Like it's just, it's just great. Yeah. Oh, mate, I can, I can completely agree. And I think different stories, obviously, but like even when you get a little bit older and I'm, I'm 30, so what are you, 26? 28. 28. I know. Oh, you're Damn. a big boy. But you get, you get to that stage where you start actually thinking, and I, I don't know if you're there yet, but like, you know, I'm a dad now. And it's like the reason I'm somewhat miss footy is just the sense of you actually do get paid to stay healthy. Yeah. And like I love now trying it. I don't love it, but I have to work out, not just for like physical health, but like mental health. Um, you know, sweating, like getting all those bad energies out, like getting good. Bad energy, bad damn, energy. bro. But it's just how important it is to me. So I'd say to people out there that don't get paid for a living, Mondays now, you'll love this, Mondays at 10 a.m., I sit down with myself. I have a checklist of things that I go through. And it's like, where am I moving this week? And I have to. I want to try and do um, three runs, three gym, because we're planning for the marathon this year. Where Which am I eating? Mar Melbourne Marrow? Gold Coast. Love that. In July 6th. And then go to Capital. What is it? What's the... Uh Cavalav. Cavalav. Yeah, Cavalav and go to Ripley's and, and uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, surf, dive and ski, um, went wild, wherever you want. I'll have to ask Maisie where's good to go, Hog's Breath Cafe. Hog's Breath. And yeah, so where I'm doing all that. And the other thing I really want to do that I've done this year, and I know you're doing a little bit with Max um, Viney, is for the last few years I've always said to myself, I want to do something that I fucking hate. And I couldn't think of anything more that I hated doing when I was playing and than jujitsu and wrestling. <laughs> so now I've started doing jujitsu and wrestling. How I did are you one going session with, with I've only done one session, but I'm gonna get like an eight session pass with my mate and go with Max, just do like our sessions. But man, I loved it. It was awesome. It's so it's much fun. It's tough. Yeah. It's bloody tough. And I think like back to my content with that, like yeah. that's the reason why I guess I feel like I, I um, have a strong relationship with my audience because a lot of the stuff I do or the I, content I produce is 15, 20 minute recipes for people who have no time, who are very time poor. Yeah. And to actually show them like that healthy eating, yeah, as you said, doesn't, or as I said, doesn't have to be boring. Yeah. Like you can jazz things up and everyone is so time poor that I don't want, like, I don't even want to be in the kitchen for an hour to an no. hour and a half. And finding new ways of um, mentally stimulating yourself, like challenges, doing different things, like, you know, the jujitsu is so much fun. Like I did it all of last year mm. and it's awesome. Like it's so much fun. It's hard. It's hard as. You're moving your body in positions that you um, would never have before. What are you doing this year? What will, you, will your sort of like routine be through the season on top of training? Like even if it's like sessions or Pilates, like what are you doing outside of? I like to keep things pretty rel like relatively similar to last four or five years. Like I don't like to change what I'm doing. I do like to tweak things here and there yeah. and try and find fresh new ideas or challenges to kind of um, help me throughout the year like last year i did the jujitsu this year i've got a stretching coach um, who's out in bentley who's been amazing like really enjoyed all that type Talk of me stuff through that man stretching so important i just think for I've me heard, like no i know it is important i love it i i really I and fucking I'm, hate it it's hard well that's the thing it's hard because it's about getting your body into positions that are so deep in those in that position that are so tough and there's a difference between stretching and mobility Stretching is a lot more static stuff, which yeah. I think for me as an athlete, I'm a very stiff, powerful athlete. Static stretching isn't actually as helpful as mobility and dynamic movement, which is probably what more I'm doing. I'm doing more dynamic mo movement, how to become more powerful, but also you know put my body in positions during the game at stoppages, um, 
changing directions, little things like that. So my coach or my stretching coach has been incredible with helping me with my hips, opening up my hips, my glutes. Mm. Glutes is key, man. As you said, squats. Squats and hips, um, yeah. So I'm doing a bit of that. But then I, I love I love yoga. I go to this um this Big place. room or just like a No, I just love I love the mindful the mindful aspect of it. I don't really like the physical side of it. Like I love moving my body, but I love more the breath, um, the positions. Breathing in those hard spots and stuff. It's, yeah. yeah, and just it's actually it's actually really challenging too. Like I go in there and there's probably forty mums and two guys and they are so bloody good at it. Like it's amazing. So I, I love that aspect that it's really challenging. But then also kind of switching off, getting off my phone. Yeah. Um, you know, using the breath through positions. So I really enjoy that aspect too. Man, the stretching thing, like, I'm so interested in that because one thing I always personally have really struggled with is flexibility. Like I'm a very unflexible person, but it's crazy how much strength you can build from being flexible as well and getting your body in different positions. And I went to this stretching class once. This is no joke because I've never heard anyone else talk about it where like they strap you into a bed and stretch you. What's that short? Oh, is that no is that not what you're doing? Or how do you how do they stretch you? Because um, this one, like I was on my back right and they like tape in your like legs and everything. I and then they'll like stretch is. your hammy and stuff so you like stay in that position. Yeah, it was like I mean, a stretch no, bed. Never, never done that yeah, before. Well, That's full on. Yeah, it was crazy. It was good. <laughs> but stretching's important. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you're very funny. Stretching is important, Darcy. It is very um important. For me though, I'm. It's a fine again. Everything's a fine. Like it's a fine line for me. Like I'm very hyper mobile already. Right. Okay. And the diff, the opposite of being stiff, because a lot of the stuff we work on these days at the club is power, stiffness, explosiveness, short bursts. That's the way I play. That's my strengths. Yeah. And the opposite of that is being very hyper mobile, um, very like very fluid with your movement. So it's almost a fine line. So that's why I don't do much static stretching. I do more dynamic movement being in positions that I would okay. be in a game to help me with that. But I think stretching is one of the most underrated forms of recovery. Like I, I actually love it. Like I sit in front of the couch, you I sit in front of the, sorry, the TV with a roller, with a TheraBand, like things like that. And just kind of just do it. Cause, and it just kills time. It's yeah. really good for you, especially in the morning. Like at night I do it before I go to bed. I always do 15 to 20 minutes before I go to bed. Mm. And then in the morning I actually wake up feeling way less stiffer than Mate, had, had I previously not done it. I think it's like, easily one of the biggest one percenters you can do that no one else does yeah. i don't i don't know many people who stretch <laughs> i don't know why you're laughing but i just like stretch i i think that it's something i go back now and regret not stretching come enough. to a session with me i'd love to it's pretty solid i know i've been to i'm one. trying to learn to i want to learn to do the splits oh fuck yeah it's that'd be hard well look at novak i mean australian open at the moment he yeah. is the most flexible person i've ever seen he's yeah. incredible yeah, I'd love to come to that. We should we should definitely work on that. Um, hey, D's. Yep. Go to D's. D's. How you going? How's the D's going? Good, man. It's good. It's in pre-season at the moment. Out of Casey. Boys and are it. flying. Are they? As every... <laughs> yeah. yeah who, who are your mates? Who are your mates that do that? I don't have many mates. <laughs> <laughs> These days. No, the, the, um, the content producers Kick from forward. Oh, kick forward. Oh, they're the best. Treading the house down. Yeah. <laughs> and then the house explodes. <laughs> Mate, they're so good. It's actually facts, though, which I know. is very funny. Who is training the house down at the moment? Who would you say? Uh, everyone. Van Ruin? Yeah, he's I looking strong. Him, he's, he's looking strong. We're actually all... We're in We're in a very good spot. Yeah. I mean, it's already... You know the crazy thing about this year? It's already end, nearly end of Feb. 
Seasons nearly started. And we we got this round zero now. So we start a week, two weeks early, which we love because now we do more match sim yeah. earlier into Jan. So we're already pretty much doing three lots of two blocks of match sim, which is which which is awesome. We love yeah. that. How's the um before we get into personal goals and stuff of the year, like team wise and goals, like how's the new guys coming in? So you got Shane McAdam and Shane um, McAdam. We've got Jack Billings. Jack Billings. That's yeah, like, they've they've settled in great. Yeah. They've been awesome. T- su- two Was gr- Billings in your draft? Year older than me. Year older. Yeah. Um, so he's pick three. Salem's. Pick three? Pick, pick one, two, or three, or four? I think he was pick Maybe two. Maybe five? No, Josh Kelly was two. Maybe three. Three. Anyway, anyway high pick. So he's got some... Like, he's I, amazing. Yeah, he's settled so well. Yeah, he's obviously got what it takes to play the game, but like yeah. new system, new game, like who knows what could be happening yeah, this he, year. Yeah, he's been... Uh, from what we've seen over the last two months, he's been awesome. And Shane McAdam is also a live wire. Like, he's yeah. just amazing. So they both add a bit of X factor to our forward line, which we... Um, which we love. Um, mm. Shane will play Madronally forward. He's been incredible in the preseason. And his highlights at Adelaide were, were pretty yeah, special. He plays on, such a strong in, role for them. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. Um, and JB, like his kicking is is awesome. Probably yeah. something that we need at the footy club is inside someone 50. who inside 50. Darcy and probably is Melbourne sporty, probably popping oh, off. I'm loving this so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you think you'll go this year with Van Ruin and... Who else is forward? I've forgotten his name. Petty. Petty. I love Petty. Petty by would the way. be good. So, but do you think that's strong enough to win a flag? Yep. I think it is too. There's a loaded question because you look at Collingwood, and they had um, Maya Check and McStay, yeah. and have some really good small forwards look, around there as well. To be honest, like it kind of frustrates me when the uh, the commentary around our forward line has been um, questioned, like, mm. oh, you know, we don't have a forward. Who are we kicking to? But to be honest, it's actually the kickers. Like, I need to get better at kicking the ball inside 50. As midfielders, the onus is on us. Like, we're the ones who need to actually hit the targets. Like, yeah. my kicking is something I'm, as a personal goal, is something I'm really trying to improve on. My goal kicking too. So, like, the forward line, everyone the, everyone in the AFL is talented. Yeah. And yeah, we'd like to have a six foot 11 full forward. But Van Ruin's only 21 years old. Petty's 24. Mm. And his last 11 games, like, bar being injured, like, he kicked, kicked seven against Richmond, kicked four against North at halftime, was injured then. Like, he's going to be a special player for us. And mm. I think for that as well, like, having that relationship and building it over the preseason is going to be really beneficial come the season. Yeah. No, it's exciting. I'm really pumped for it. Would you say the last few years, team-wise, have been a disappointment? It's a hard question. It's, isn't it's, it? it's a hard question because, like, yeah, I, yeah, I would. Yeah, far out. Yes and no. To be honest, yeah. it is it is so hard to win a premiership. Like it is ridiculously hard. Yeah. But that's not an excuse for how we've performed in four finals. Like yeah. it has been devastating the last two two years, especially probably last year where I felt like we had a lot of momentum going into the season. I think we won four or five in a row, beat Sydney up there. And then we lost, obviously, Collingwood and Carlton. I think yeah. it was more the way we lost them. Like, I felt like we played really well both games. Um, again, just didn't take our chances. But both games were actually so amazing to be a part of. Like, Collingwood crowd, Carlton crowd, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like, to be a part of those games was, was such a special feeling. Devastating after it, but awesome to be a part of it. And Like, I sit back here and I go, it is really frustrating. But but the beauty about footy, like, I'm a very optimistic person. The, the best thing about footy is... is it's always next year. Like, I don't know, like, it's a very throwaway line, but the Olympics, well, like, the Olympics the is every four years. Like, footy, the best thing about it is we're next year. Yeah. And it's so exciting. I think for me, like, I'm using this as fuel. 
adversity, putting ourselves in those situations. And, and I don't want to be put in a situation like that again because it was, it's bloody gut-wrenching and like, it's tough. And seeing all the comments and stuff, straight sets, it's like, fuck, well, that's reality really. Like we have. So mm. kind of fair enough. Like we deserve to kind of get it. But at the same time, don't like it when they're testing or questioning us as a football club. Like we've been there. We have three, three top fours in a row. We're on a premiership top four, top four. Yes, we haven't won a final in two years, but mm. to back up that consistency is, is pretty good. So I think that's kind of our messaging over the last preseason. It's kind of, we don't have to change much. Like 95% of the stuff we're doing is awesome. It's just tweaking things. Yeah. Having that 5%, um, can we improve? What are the things that we can improve on? Yeah. The culture stuff at the moment. I fuck, I really don't like that word. It's, a, it's an annoying word. I want something different, but trans, like obviously there's been some things happening um, off field at the D's at the moment. Like, is that distracting or is it like you get in there, you're with each other each day, you know there's a mission ahead and you go, you know what, park this, let's let our things down and just go and focus on what we need to focus on. Yeah, it's it's been interesting four months. How long have we been off for? Four months? Mm. I won't touch on the, the individual um, or the stuff, the for individual sure. scenarios. Like I think, of, you know, holistically point of view, Culture is something that you always have to work on. It's never going to be perfect. 2021, we had a great year. Was it perfect? No. So every single year, you can't just go, oh, we've had a great culture. We have to forget about it. It's it's a constantly thing. It's a constant thing that you have to work on every mm. single year. You have to pick up on things. You have to hold guys accountable, have to be transparent. I need to be better as a leader. And also being honest and vulnerable with each other at the same time. So I think from that point of view, like we've come into this preseason really open-minded going, we don't want to be what we were last year. That sucked um, from an on-field point of view, but then also off-field. We weren't connected as well as we felt like we were. So what are things that we can do to, to change and help this culture? Because, you know, the last two finals, when the pressure mounted, we crumbled, which is reality. Mm. And that doesn't, I don't necessarily think stems from um, skills or football, I think that's from an off-field point of view. How can we become the most united and connected group? Look at Collingwood, the way they connect with their fans, um, the way they engage with each other, the way they celebrate the little things. Like Oleg Markov comes in, does one spoil, how they get around each other, how they celebrate. And I think we've gone away from that over the last three or four years, or two or three years, especially. And these are things that are really controllable. They're not uncontrollable. These are things that actually require minimal effort. It's about celebrating a teammate and wanting the best for each other and, um, I'm not saying we're not doing that. I think we can do that. I sorry, I think we are doing that, but I still think we can take it to a whole new level. Yeah. Um but then also think from a leadership point of view, like I need to be better as a leader. I need to stand up in big moments um better. Not I wouldn't say like taking the game on my shoulders or anything like mm. not like that. Actually kind of doing the opposite, trusting my teammates around me to do the role better. Um We've got such a talented team. So not relying on one person or two people, actually all having each other as a back, not actually doing uh, more than we need to, keeping the things really simple. Because when you get to those situations, I feel like, or you know, someone else feels like, shit, shit, I need to win this ground ball yeah. or whatever. It's actually just taking a step back, keeping things really simple um, under pressure, yeah. It's really, it's a great answer. Um, I love what you said there. And it reminds me of when uh, Bolt, who worked a lot with Hawthorne, through that time, I always used to say, like, when the game's in the balance, it's actually just who can do the fundamentals the best. And sometimes when you're, like, up and coming and you want to put the game on your own shoulders and stuff, it actually fucks things the most because everyone's trying to play to a system. So yep. if one person's trying to win the game himself, like, it can actually deter what's Definitely. happening. And that's why they reckon Luke Hodge was so good. 
Because like in those moments, he just went straight back to like system. And yep. it was just like, nah, let's stick to this. Yep. Um, of the old, and that's why they were so successful, yep. which is which is really interesting. Yep. Um, man, so cool to talk to you now. And obviously we've had the relationship since then, but like I think back to that first pod and who you were then versus now, like you said, premiership player, three-time All-Australian. Four. Four-time All-Australian. <laughs> and Norm Smith medalist. <laughs> You're engaged. I know. Like, you've grown up so much in that time. Thanks so much, man. But it's really cool to see- but You're now, a dad? I'm a Man, I've grown up too. Um, but- How crazy. It's cool to see now, like, that you're really- Oh, actually, the question is, <laughs> do you really want to take that leadership route? Yeah, Is I that do. something that you're really- Because it's interesting, right? Just because you're a good player, not just you, but just in general- Do you reckon sometimes those really good players get forced into leadership positions that don't necessarily- need or want and it's like you look at how they've done stuff with um dustin martin for example like i feel like years ago they would have just made him captain because he's the best player but now they're like no nah, just let him fucking do his thing mm. i like that but with you you actually want to transition into leadership yeah i do i i, I love being a leader at the footy club yeah. i i think for me it holds me again to a, a standard that yeah. i want to play at each week and there's no greater leader than the ones who perform on game day, like Gorney, Jack Viney, Jake Lever. Like these guys are part of our leadership group, I guess. And they're amazing. Like the way they perform on game day is incredible. Like Jack Viney and is the way he attacks the footy. Like how can you not get inspired from the way he does that? And Max as well, like 32 years old, but still at the top of his game. And the way he kind of conducts himself around the game, around the tra- uh, the club is, is really special. And I think the biggest thing probably from a, from a leadership point of view is like just because you get a title or just because you're named captain, you don't need to change what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like the reason why you're voted in because of that is because people love who you are and what you're doing. So for me, I'm I'm a very I'm a massive extrovert. I love getting around the people people. I'm a very positive person. I love having fun. And that's my way of providing leadership to the club. Can I get better at being honest and direct with my feedback yes um but that's more for game day stuff um and and things that i see so i need to get better at that um but on game day it's also as i said before like another form of leadership is actually taking a step back and allowing guys to flourish in their roles like we got guys like tom sparrow coming through mm. spargs charlie spargo um we've got so many midfielders and younger guys who have k chan like cozy pickett it's also actually taking a step back, like myself, sacrificing a little bit, going by playing more forward for letting these guys play because they're only going to help me, but they're also going to help the footy club. Do you want to be captain? Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't need it now. No, not not at the moment, but in the future, you'd yeah, like it'd to be, have that. it'd be pretty cool. What do you think? Fucking would cool. you cut and come? Uh, would I versus could I is probably too... <laughs> <laughs> if you had the chance? Yeah. Um... Looking back, no, not that I ever had that opportunity. I think this, the question was a bit smart ass, but I will answer it in a serious. <laughs> no, it was. I actually don't think I would want to be captain. Like, I think there's a lot fucking to it that people don't yeah. understand with leaders. How how there's, busy you have to be off. The yeah, field. there's a lot, a lot of a lot of commitments you have to go to and attend. Yeah. It's pretty full on. Yeah, and it's not even. It's sorry, like, I, I I didn't mean to be a smart ass. No, that, that's joking. that's shit from me. I'm joking. I like that. Um, I no, like, I don't think I would want to be captain though. I like being captain of this team. Das. Das is a great point guard. He's a good... I've heard that he's... A, I've Glad we brought that, that up. You guys like your basketball. Did you know, so, no, I'm aware you played for Knox or something. He I played for Knox. Earlier, yeah. I was Boleen. Boleen Temp. I used to post him up, but then he used to kind of get me on fast breaks. 
Um, hell, hell of a rivalry. Sorry, it was, we didn't... A, it was a hell of a... We used to have punch-ons. No, I'm joking. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. What would be your go-to cook, your meal? I'm actually getting back into... I'm eating meat now, Ken. Love that. So I was veggie... I don't like to. Is that because you're flexitarian? Or because... Yeah, just like general... Did you just, just say flexitarian? Yeah. So it just means like mainly plant-based-ish. But when she's not around, you eat No, meat. well, we're both <laughs> back on sort of like at least one steak or chicken a week and fish. Okay, cool. So... I like that. Anyway, I'm good at steaks. Nice. So Medium rare? steak, yeah. Cookies what type steak. of steak? I fillet. Oh. Yeah, I don't like it too fatty. I like scotch fillet. That's fatty. Um, you know what I cooked once in Osobuco? It was a long Yum. time ago. Nice. Osobuco. Osobuco, yeah. Osobuco. I can do a good... Um, I'm pretty good at cooking, man. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to do the one where we do the, like, uh, Good Chef, Bad Chef. No, sorry. Um, ready, Steady, Cook. Ready, Steady, Cook, where we... Is it someone capsicum, brings... and ap- capsicum and apples? No. No, it's green, it's green, green capsicum. And, red. Green and red capsicum. And then, like, someone, they bring us stuff and we have to make it... Like a little mystery box. Creative and be like, what are you going to cook with this? Um, which is cool. Have you read or watched anything lately that you've liked and you want to share with us? I did you read the Eckhart Tolle book, Power of Now? Yes, and I reckon I've read it three, four times. Okay, I love it. Yeah, and Absol- you went and I saw him live with Ali. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely made with Ali. So I want yeah. to, we love both love Ali. Yeah, one of the greatest guys of all time. Ali try. Yeah, um, it was absolutely incredible. Can you just give a brief rundown to people who haven't read the book? What you got out of it? What it's about? And would you well, recommend th- it to other people? I think the book title speaks for itself, The Power of Now. And it's all about being as present in the moment as possible. Worrying or, you know, f- focusing on things that you're doing right now, the mm-hmm. task at hand. But it's also going on a deeper level. Like as I'm speaking to you, you know, what what do you look like? What are the things? What are the surroundings? And all that type of stuff. It's, it's It really is a special, special book. I feel yeah. like LeBron now. You know when he just talks about books and he actually doesn't even know? He doesn't read them? He goes, yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorite yeah, books. He's I've a, read yeah, he's a, he's a very smart man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is quite hard to explain it, the it book. It is hard to explain, but it's it's very it's about being present, perspective taking, and even listening to him speak. Like I, He was supposed to come on at 7 o'clock. He came on at like 7.05, and he sat in his chair for 15 minutes or 10 to 15 minutes and just stared at the room. It didn't even... Just took in things. And it was really powerful because he was because he was like, wow, he's just taking everything in. And I feel like these days, our mind races. We've got so many things that are pulling us away mm. from the present. Our phones, people, distractions constantly. Like even... And I kind of relate it towards my performance when I'm playing MCG, 90,000 people in a final. How can I become solely focused on what I'm doing in mm. the present and having my cues to help me stay in control of what I'm doing. So I love that book. Another book I've read is um, by George Mumford called The Mindful Athlete, Okay, which is, write that down, um, which is absolutely incredible. So he was, 
He was the meditation and mindfulness coach for the Chicago Bulls. I've seen this. And Kobe Bryant's um, uh, individual yeah, mindfulness wow. coach. Yeah. Incredible story. I won't give away too much, but basically it's about Kobe Bryant and the Bulls and how they tapped into the mindful, the meditation and the mindful aspect of performance and how much it helped both of them. Wow. He was a, um, he was in jail. He was, or jail or rehab. I think George in, Mumford. George Mumford. I think he was in jail and the way he helped get out of, I think he was in rehab actually. I don't know. One or the other. Sorry. He, the way he helped overcome that situation, actually it was rehab. The way he overcame that situation is by tapping into meditation and mindfulness and breathing. And then from there, um, uh, the coach of the Bulls at the time, Jesus Christ, I forgot what his name is. Um, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Oh my God. Mm. Only won 11 championships. Um, he he hired him and Michael Jordan. So that's an incredible book. Yeah, fuck. That sounds unbelievable. Uh, podcasts? That, just mean, on that um, power of now, is it in there about mindful eating? Have you ever heard of this exercise? Because I do this with Ali all the time. Well, when, I think it's about just, just everything mindful. that you're doing, just being yeah. really, really present. Have you ever done the mindful eating? No. Thing? So I, when we go out with Ali, and, and for those who... And Ali, I've done two podcasts with him now. Go listen to those episodes. He's just like this guru of life. And long story short, we'll go out for dinner and we order this stuff to the table. And it's like for the first like few minutes, he doesn't let me like pick it up. You just have to like stare at the food and you like examine the colors. You can like just turn the plate around and look at it. And then for the next bit, you just have to hold it in your hand and feel like what the food looks like. The different... you're touching the food. Well, like just say it's like appetite. So you got like oh, one bit each, you pick it up and it's like, all right, that's like, you know, hard on the outside, soft on the yeah. And then you put it up, close your eyes, take a bite. And you're feeling like the what it feels like in your mouth, the different textures breaking. And then you start tasting it. You're like, oh, okay, I can taste this. I can taste that. Anyway, so it goes from this exercise where like normally you pick up an entree, fucking bang, straight in your mouth, eat it, to like a 10-minute exercise where you're fully meditating into this piece of food. But like you've just you, – it's mindfulness. Yeah. Like, But it's eating. Yep mindful eating it's, it's you can do it with any food anything it's actually really hard but the more you practice that's what i find with my with meditation or i wouldn't say meditation i probably use more mindfulness and um body imaging and visualization more yeah. than i do meditation yeah i can't sit still at all so for me it's quite hard but for me i relate it back to game day it's like anything the the more you practice the more you get better at it and the hardest thing with meditation or mindfulness is you don't actually see it working or improving you know if you do a, a lot of people who use the analogy if you see a if you do a bicep curl over time you're going to see improvement like yep. your squats with your ass like yes. it looks really great doesn't look so, great yet but it's feeling good where the tough thing with anything to do with mental is you don't actually know if it's helping you or not yeah. or i guess improving it's but i think over yeah. time you, you start to recognize little things here and there like definitely during games i've noticed a huge increase in my awareness levels and my concentration throughout the game i'm less distracted i'm less focusing on negative thoughts focusing on positive what i can control things like that um yeah it's cool man thanks bro i love that very very cool um goals for this year personally any uh goals for this year be honest win a flag yeah you want to win a brown though um, I don't It'd be really pretty care. cool i actually don't i really know you care. don't care but it's someone you know i think we we're speaking to sam walks about this last week it's like if you win a flag, you're actually a chance to win a brown though. Yeah, I You know what sucks, man? Like, honestly, last year, going out in straight sets but winning individual accolades, like yeah, an all Australian or best and fairest, it actually sucks. And it's really embarrassing, I find. 
not mm. embarrassing. That's not probably not the right word. It's not as fulfilling. It's not as fulfilling. Like I'm winning awards, but my teammates are not winning anything and yeah. we're out in straight sets. Like that sucks. And it's for yeah. guys that that don't get recognition. Like like part of footy clubs, there's so many people that play their role that Jake don't get Bowie. any Jake Jake Bowie, Alex Nilbull and Tom oh, Sparrow. I love Alex like guys like that who don't get any external media or noise or recognition, mm. they're the ones that I love the most and I want to play for because like, yeah, I'm probably going to have some media and noise when I play well, but those guys never do. And it actually, that's what sucks when, yeah, it's nice. Like I really like the fact that I'm winning awards and stuff, but it's really, it's really unfulfilling. Is that the right word? Um, I keep using the right word. I don't know. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Being up there on best and fairest night and winning the best and fairest, yeah, it's, it feels nice. Like it's great. It'd just be better if you. But it's like yeah. I'd be better if we won. Like to be honest, yeah. like I suppose you can only control what you can, though. You know. Yeah, and I think that's what's the hardest thing about um, last two years. Like we've had the satisfaction and the success of twenty twenty one and what that was like. That is one yeah. of the most amazing. When you felt it, you feelings. Want to feel it, again. it was just incredible. So yeah. we want to be back at that point. Yeah, it's exciting, man. Darcy, do you like to Thanks, hear that as a, as a D's man? I'm so fucking fizzed up right now. Fizzed up? How do you think they're going to go this year? Flags. But no pressure. Darcy, how do you actually think honestly, they're going to go this year? Honestly, you, like, I reckon the way you were chatting, you think I'm like filthy that we've gone out in straight sets. But really, That's right. you after, be, you 20, be filthy. No, after 2021, that was the most incredible year of footy. Yeah. You're just like happy anytime there's success now. Mm, I think you want more though. Of course you yeah, want more, guilty. but like... You know what we, also we sucks is that every single man and dog that I know is a Collingwood supporter. I used to be Collingwood. I did love, just quietly. <laughs> Collingwood winning was cool, but I don't want him to win again. I don't just think. quietly. It was pretty cool seeing Pendlebury win another flag. I mean, yeah. obviously, I would love to be part of that. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see. That, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it was he like, was one of my idols growing up. Man, Pendlebury's man, pretty good, cool, man. He's yeah, the goat. He's, he's pretty bloody good. Who did you go for growing up? Carlton. Oh, you were Carlton? Oh, no, she yeah, had dad. Yeah, yeah, I was Carlton. But like... Yeah, Your dad wasn't father son to GWS? No, no. <laughs> and neither will Max, unfortunately. No, he's in the needful. But yeah, it hurts. Um, how, hang on. Sorry, before we finish. Yeah. How is being a dad? Mate, it's been unbelievable. Um, I'm really excited it. for you because I saw you. No, hang on. This is about you now. Thank We're you. changing the conversation. No, it's really good. Oprah, Barbara Winfrey, your wife. Yeah. <laughs> no, just joking. Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, mate, it's been so good. Like nine months now. Nine months? Nine months old. Like he's just. I think for me. You know, like I've put a lot of work into myself over the last two years and we, it took us a while to fall pregnant and I've spoken about this a lot, but like took us a while to get to where we are. And like in that period of last two years, if I'm reflecting on it, you know, since Mm. we've had our last pod, it's like the amount of shit that I've done to just be a better person, to be ready for this moment. Mm. And you said that you like, you don't think you're actually working on, you know, going to psychologist Mm. or doing... Um, mental training, all these things. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I'm actually in a lot better place and a lot more capable than I ever thought I would be. Yeah. So I think it's like, man, that's props to you, bro. Yeah, it's really cool. So I'm really enjoying it. Like my missus, um, Jazz, like my wife, she's just genuinely unbelievable. Like she just is the, you know, it's very as you have a beautiful partner too. But when you've got a good, good, good thing going on, you realize it's incredible. And someone said to me, I saw this quote. 
it was like on David Goggins. I don't think it was Goggins. No, I don't think it was him that said this. But he's <laughs> whoever it was said a relationship isn't fifty fifty. Wow, it's a hundred hundred. Holy crap, bro! You are just coming up with some genuine content right here. Bangers, tweet that. Turn the TikTok camera on. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I know I agree with that. It's like you're never gonna have full like some days she's gonna be harder than me and I'm not gonna be like doing as much. But then other days I'm this and she. So it's just like. As much as I can say to anyone about relationship, don't count, don't like play wars with each other on like who does what and who well, you're does a what. Team. It's just, it's, you're a team. Yeah. And as long as you put 100% in each, then that's all that matters. Fuck, bro. So it's been good. That it's is been a good, great man. way to finish. Thank you. Um, I'm excited are for you this finishing? year, bro. Yeah, we're, we're finished. I'm excited for you this year, genuinely. Um, Appreciate that. What do you, you know want to see? What do you want doing? me to improve on in the game? Um, man, Talk to me. I, I Actually, let's ask the Melbourne supporter. Well, I don't have anything for you. What about he does footy and I do off field? <laughs> Love that. You go first. Okay. Then. Have you got anything? So for you're going to ask a guy that's got no idea about footy. Well, obviously you you see it, man. Like, is his inside fifty suck or what? Yeah. No, not you. You're perfect. Oh, stop. I've actually kicked. <laughs> hey, do you want to know a really crazy stat? I've kicked sixty-eight behinds in two years. So set shots or on the run? <laughs> no, I think on the run. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Opportunities. Yeah. Hey, love that optimism right there. Oh no. Well, okay, you could. You guys can work at the off field stuff. We'll talk I'd about say, it later. I'd say off field. Sorry, I'd say. I want you to just continue doing what you're doing. I'd love to see you invest in a videographer as a part of your team. And I'd love to see like them follow you at least two to three days a week. Love that. I think we can make that work. Fuck, you're hot. Love that. Love that, man. Love you. Hey, best of luck for this year, man. Appreciate I'm genuinely that, excited and I'm really, really blessed to um, get you in again. Appreciate it. Love what you're doing and um, yeah, keep it up. Awesome. Thanks, Yearly. bro. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks for listening to another Clubby Sports Podcast. If you like this episode and you're looking for something else to listen to next, I've added a link in the show notes to another episode that I think you will love. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Dylan Friends, on TikTok at Dylan Friends, and if you want to send something in for the show or chat to us on the minis, any bit of feedback, please email me at mailbag at dylanfriends.com. We'll chat to you soon, IllyXX. Thank you so much. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble.